Welcome to Navigating the Modern World. I am your host, Kimberly Johnson. I am a life coach and a sex coach. This podcast was made for you, for you to get the most out of your life. We as human beings are made to win. This podcast offers a perspective in life that has you win, no matter what the challenge or outer circumstances you find yourself in. If you want to learn more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. Hello and welcome to episode 120 of Navigating the Modern World. I am here once again with Jordan. Hi. Another Oceanside chat. Um, Today we're going to talk about teachers, mentors, spiritual gurus. We're going to talk about like... What the heck we think about them? <laughs> uh-huh. You say you have strong opinions, so I'm excited to hear what they are. Well, so my first introduction with the idea of guru was in the book, the Tibetan Book of... Okay. The Tibetan Book of the Dead? No, the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. So okay. a book that's very similar to that, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. like same topic, mm-hmm. different author. Okay. And um, in that book, I did a women's circle, and I decided that I wanted everyone to read that book. And I didn't know some of these women, so it's like, you know, just just starting out right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about death. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so in that book, they emphasize and emphasize and emphasize that in order to become enlightened, you have to have a teacher. Okay. And I had so much feelings of resistance sure. to it. Okay. Um, I had just this like feeling of like, no, like, mm-hmm. no, you, if you have the answers within you, like, mm-hmm. why would you have to like bow down to this spiritual teacher that's going to teach you everything? But I guess I get that like, we can look well, within ourselves only so much without some guidance. I mean, do you still feel those strong feelings of resistance? Or it sounds like you've come around to it. To, I mean, like, my initial... You initi- felt it at the time, but where are you now? My initial feeling <clears throat> is resistance. Okay. But then I can really think about it and I can see both sides. Okay. Yeah. I'm still resisting that. <laughs> I mean, this is the first I've heard you mention that book, but I still feel resistance to the idea of... Of needing a teacher or a guru. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, well, I mean, to even go deeper, like, I think I have skepticism of the idea of enlightenment in the first place. So the idea that you need a teacher to achieve enlightenment is like, to me, it's already starting off on a, <clears throat> like, a premise I'm not sure I understand or believe in or anything. Yeah. And it's just such an ill defined concept that, like, it's just hard for me to like even i don't know even know what that means um but yeah i still feel i still feel very resistant to that idea that yeah. you need to have a teacher in your spiritual journey i think i think what? i mean i think we have teachers in all aspects of life but like the term the term guru seems somehow like 
well, it's obviously trendy. And I just don't quite know what it, like, what makes a guru different than a teacher to you? Um, like a spiritual guru. Oh, God. Um, I mean, I don't even know if I believe in spiritual gurus, but... Okay. Um, okay, so what was the question? What's the difference between a spiritual guru and, like, a teacher? A teacher. Okay, so I don't I don't think I believe this okay. necessarily. Um, but for me, a guru is someone who by default of them knowing something really deeply and intimately mm-hmm. they kind of by like chance of having this having an experience or mm-hmm. that they like get to know something so intimately that they it's like they have no choice but to teach it that's a guru to you yeah whereas okay. a teacher feels like Somebody who might have an interest in a subject, they mm-hmm. go intentionally, they learn it, mm-hmm. but they they may not have ever experienced it. They might okay. know logically what is going on, but they don't have okay. the like embodied experience of it. I think that helps I think that helps point to part of why I find I find the idea of a guru hard to stomach for me then yeah, is because like yeah. how do you know that they've had that experience like, totally it's such an invisible personal totally. internal thing that to me it's like how do you know if someone is really talking about spiritual stuff from experience because it is by definition an internal experience that mm-hmm. isn't doesn't really exhibit any like tangible effects well, you know what drives me... Oh, I'm sorry. I'll let you keep No, going. that's okay. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know what <clears throat> drives me crazy about like these like supposed profound spiritual experiences? Mm-hmm. So this is why I think I question like gurus, right? Is okay. because like sometimes I hear people share these like crazy spiritual experiences. Like, mm-hmm. like I've heard people say like, I've been through portals and yeah, sure. just these like, you know more out there spiritual experiences. Mm -hmm. And what I don't like about it is that it makes you feel stupid. It makes you feel like you don't, like you haven't experienced something or like Mm. you don't know what actual spirituality is. Mm -hmm. And I've had that kind of experience even with Buddhists. Yes, okay. Is like them talking about the states that they've achieved during meditation. Exactly. And so for people that haven't achieved those, Mm -hmm. You just start feeling like you're doing something wrong. Exactly. Or, you know what I mean? I think, no, I know exactly what you mean. And I think that is part of my problem with a lot of spirituality and the people who... Uh, like proclaim. Yeah, or, you know, are popularizing it. Is that yeah. I think it almost makes it harder for people to experience those moments in their own life. Because they're looking for something that's been described to them. And, totally. And therefore aren't really engaged in their, their you know... In what's actually... Their immediate surroundings yeah, and the relationships. Them, yeah. And I think that, like, to me, again, like, that's sort of the core of my spirituality. So the idea that, like, I can't just find that by being present in what's going on in my particular life, I don't know. It just seems odd to me. Mm. Well, it seems to me because of how popular spirituality is right now mm-hmm. that like it's just the cool thing to talk about your spiritual life. But I it's think something so. you can't really but talk I think, about. I think in everybody wants to sort of 
um, sensationalize those experiences to make a good story. And I think in doing that, again, you, you muddy the waters of what really is an important spiritual experience or just just a present, you know, just an experience of presence with whatever yeah. you're doing. Like, again, I think that that is spirituality. It doesn't need to be, like, big and intense and, like, mm-hmm. you smoked a bunch of DMT and went through a portal and like I I have respect for those experiences too but I think yeah I think there's a tendency of people to sensationalize to prove that they are credible as teachers or some sort of spiritual authorities and so I don't know I think there's a tendency to to over to just exaggerate what it is you're trying to teach yeah. To gain credibility, which to me always seems to, like, I don't know. That's just off-putting to me. Yeah. Um, and I think, again, it's this it's this attempt to prove that you've had an experience that is inherently unprovable because it's internal. Like, and I think that creates this dilemma. Or even recreatable. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if yes, somebody's like, trying right, to compare right. their experience, it's like... Right, it's so personal. Like, yeah. Like, you don't know, like, uh, exactly. Like, everybody's, you know trauma and way in the world and the way they experience it and their peak moments of spiritual experience like those are all so personal and so if somebody tells you a story and then you're trying to recreate this very specific things and their circumstances that don't apply to you you're just i just you're looking in the wrong place yeah and i feel like if you feel like you have to share it all the time Mm -hmm. then like you're looking for some sort of outer validation of it or something. I don't know. I just... Okay, can we can we touch on the hypocrisy of what we're doing right now then? <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of a spiritual podcast. Like, we are talking... Like, it's list. You know, you talk about spiritual things. We're talking about spiritual things here. Like, yeah. is this just that need to con- be talking about... I feel like there's some hypocrisy there. And I'm, I'm trying okay to understand with it. it. I'm just trying to understand what part is... Hip- like hypocritical just that well like i tend to think that again like spirituality just can come in whatever you're doing mowing the lawn yeah going to work like you can find it wherever and so the idea that like we're we're just talking about it instead of just experiencing our what's going on around us right now i don't know I'm totally, like, I don't know. I mean, we're just re- talking about teachers. I don't know if there's a contradiction there. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm just more interested in you as somebody who teaches. Well, that's my conflict always, is, like, feeling like, how do you convey, like, deep passion for your work in some mm. way mm-hmm. without... People, because, like, people, I'm sure, do think I'm their teacher. Mm. Um, I hope nobody thinks I'm their guru, Mm -hmm. dear God. But, um, I, you know, people definitely, I think, see me as their teacher. And I feel like I try to, like, combat that with, one, being super real and being, like, airing kind of my dirty laundry, you know, like mm-hmm. keep trying to keep it where we're peers sure. more than me just being their yeah, teacher. Yeah, yeah. But also like I combat that by like telling them that. Like I am not your teacher. I'm here to share something and then you have to try it out on yourself. Like mm-hmm. you are the teacher by trying it. I'm just like 
kind of the like vessel that like the words get to come out uh-huh. but i don't really see that as a teacher necessarily i just feel because i feel like if everyone got quiet enough mm-hmm. they would hear the same thing mm. okay you know what i mean so it's more like i feel like more remembering mm-hmm. helping people remember more than teaching mm-hmm. like echoing some like because even my students you know quote unquote i'm using yeah. air quotes students my yeah. peers um They'll say things all the time that teach me. Yeah. Like, they're my teacher, too. Yeah. Well, I think they're... I mean, I think this is, like, just an inherent uh, conundrum that exists in this issue and other issues, too, that, like, popularizing teachings can sort of contradict those very teachings if, mm-hmm. if, they're, if the teachings include, like, humility and non-attachment to material things popularity fame like oh totally like when you're when you're sort of professing a life of asceticism and you're not trying to um accumulate fame and wealth and yet doing so is maybe the best way to get your teachings across because if you hit the new york times bestseller list a lot of people that means a access. lot of people have access to these yeah. teachings that you think are very important. And yet, maybe those teachings include you being unattached to getting on the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah. So, I think there's just like, I don't know, there's this inherent dilemma where it's like, you you want to spread the word because you think it does people good. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, you almost, you almost come off as, as not practicing what you preach if you're doing it in this Mm. sort of like uh uh this public way like if it's intentionally public it's almost not you know what i mean there's almost contradicting itself and there's different uh, obviously like there's a lot of different forms of well i was just gonna say also generationally from when like these teachings were made Mm -hmm. and now are very very different like they didn't have access to do things on really big scale. Like they didn't like, mm-hmm. you know, so like it's almost like, a, like how can we as sure, times sure. change, yeah. bring the lessons and teachings yeah. into modern day. Yeah. And I think, AKA this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I think translation is always necessary, like mm-hmm. across generational boundaries and historical boundaries. I think that's kind of a lot of what humans are doing is just, retranslating the same lessons over and over and over because culture and language change so much that like a really good idea can just get lost in in translation over time and so you need to keep retranslating the same stuff it doesn't it, it feels like it feels like the same as what they used to do in the old days where it was just like you know, everything was remembered via story, like mm-hmm. were like verbal story. Mm-hmm. What are you? What do you call that? Oh dear lord! Okay, I'm sorry. I, I know anyways, what you're talking about. I know. Okay, about. but anyway, so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's like nothing, oral tradition. Yeah, like oral tradition. <laughs> it's like that really hasn't changed. Like we're doing it. We're just doing it with different oh. things now, and we're doing it in different modalities. But yeah. like. We're all just passing down. If you tell a story about anything, pretty yeah. much, it has also happened to somebody else. So it becomes mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. nothing that happens to me is like unique to me. It's a thing that can happen to human beings. You know what I mean? Okay. I um, think so. 
So it's like, yeah, I don't know why I went on that tangent. It's okay. <laughs> well, um, I, I we identified a, a while ago in a different conversation that like kind of the the difference between us is that like I like I do appreciate teachers in my life. Like, I really do want to have a teacher and find it necessary for certain things in my life, but not spirituality. Like, I find it very important in terms of pursuing, like, music. I need to have a sort of figure that I respect that is, like, holding me accountable. And not even, like, on a day-to-day basis. Like, I haven't taken lessons in a long time, but I still think of my drum teacher when I'm playing drums. Because I want to impress him. And I may never see the man again. Like... Uh, but I still need to have this sort of like symbolic mm-hmm. figure that I am trying to impress or, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like in, in music, it seems, I, I just feel more comfortable, like finding somebody I respect and sort of holding myself accountable to them and taking lessons from them humbly and not feeling resistant to it. Mm. But there's something about spirituality and that's not just with people too but like even even spiritual books i just have an aversion to reading because i don't i'm not sure i'm not sure i can completely put my pin uh pinpoint the problem but maybe part of it again is just that like music is very obvious if somebody's proficient like they can just play and you can tell if they've been doing it for a lifetime and maybe it's harder for me to identify that in spiritual people because I just not maybe I'm just not good enough at like reading somebody's piece through their face, you know, like their internal piece through their outer mm-hmm. expressions. And maybe you are better at that, and that's why you're more drawn to spiritual teachers. I'm not sure, but I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, I kind of see a spiritual teacher, um, kind of as just somebody that can like help point you in the direction but they can't teach you anything you know what i mean it's like it's like somebody who holds a flashlight to like some of the places that like you can't see yet you know it's like they kind of like they they usually can ask really great questions that have you begin Mm -hmm. to look inside yourself in specific ways Mm -hmm. or like like i don't know i don't really see the difference between um trying to become proficient in your heart and trying to become mm-hmm. proficient on the drums. And I do think when you meet a person, right. you can tell. Right. Has this person developed their heart? I think you I mean, I think you can and again, I think it's just very personal. Yeah, it like, is. It's so like, personal. I've but met, so is music. Well, yes, I, I mean, I, that's, that's what I was just going to say. Like there are amazing musicians I've met who I wouldn't want to take lessons from because I don't, you know, I maybe don't respect them. Mm-hmm. I respect their proficiency on an instrument, but like maybe they don't share the same views as I do, mm-hmm. or we don't talk about music in the same way. Mm-hmm. That just we don't relate, or are interested in the same types of music, whatever it might be. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just waiting to find that. Well, but I also I just the idea that you find that that they're I don't know. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think I, it's necessary. <laughs> I don't. I feel like I I feel Not like sure. anybody that I thought was my teacher, first of all, I didn't find them. They just I just happened upon them in life in yes. some weird way. Right. Um like I wasn't like I need to find a teacher. It was more like mm. I was just living my life and then bumped mm. up against some profound piece of literature or mm-hmm. something that began to change me and I was like, "Man, I want to go deeper into that, you know?" Yeah. 
So that, but also like, I don't know. I just, I think it's like perception. Like, it's all about perception because you could have a teacher and just how you perceive that teacher could be a completely different experience. So if you perceived the teacher as like a god and you bow to them and Mm -hmm. they, you know, it's their way or no way and you, you know, believe every word that comes out of their mouth, Mm -hmm. like that's a very different perception of a teacher than like what I have, which is like this person has nothing to tell me that I don't know, but he in some way can, you know, begin to just by interacting, bumping up against it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like friction, right? It's like in order for a car to drive, it has to have friction. So it's like, if it doesn't have friction, the car slides off the road. So it's like, it's like that. It's like a teacher is like friction, something to mm-hmm. bump up against mm-hmm. that inside of the friction, you just mm-hmm. experience different things that you wouldn't experience just walking through life on your yeah. own. I, well, this reminds me that like, I tend to, I feel like the, the teachers I have in my life, I don't know, they, there's like negative feedback that I'm very aware of. Um, mm. not in the sense that somebody tells me, criticizes me more that like, I see a model of, of somebody I don't want to be like, mm. and I feel like I learn almost more from that than somebody who like, uh, embodies a life that I want to emulate. Mm. I, I think that like, I don't know what that says about me. I feel like it just means I'm judgmental. Maybe that I'm like always picking out negative things. And instead of the positive things in people, but, um, could be, I don't know. I'm not sure. In any case, I feel like there's definitely been a few people in my life where I see, they just don't strike me as, as fulfilled, happy people. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, let's not repeat their behavior because that doesn't seem to go so where I want to end up, you know? Interesting. Like, I yeah. see people on like similar enough tracks yeah. You know, similar enough life paths in mine, and yet it seems to have not, like, gotten to them where I want to get to. So I'm just like, okay. Interesting. Like, there's there's something about this person that, like, I see myself in, and yet it went wrong somewhere. And, like, I need to... Pay attention. Know, just avoid these pitfalls. Uh-huh. And so I think that... I'm not sure. Again, I feel like... Hmm. It doesn't feel great admitting that, because I think it just makes me sound like a judgmental person. But... In any case, I feel like I have more examples of that kind of teachings and like getting lessons from those types of people more than I do from somebody that I like really look up to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like maybe I feel both. Like I've had, yeah. I've had experiences of both, and yeah. I mean, it makes sense what well, you're me saying. Too. To me, me too, for yeah. sure. It's just those those tend to stick out more in my. Yeah, brain. I mean, it makes sense what you're saying because mm-hmm. we learn, we learn via you know, by a comparison. Mm-hmm. So if we see somebody doing something, we're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, that does not right. sit right." Then right. you change your behavior to move more toward. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. Well, I was thinking about um, just like how you know my deepest desire of a teacher is for them to like really share 
about themselves and their life. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, really love that. And because I think there's something, like, I want to know in modern day, like, how do you navigate sex? How do you navigate being married, um, being like the spiritual teacher? Like, what does your marriage look like? What are you fighting about with your partner? Mm-hmm. Like, um, how do you communicate after fighting or during fighting? Mm-hmm. How do you, what makes you angry, you know? Mm-hmm. And how do you deal with it? Like, I just feel like I want like nitty gritty information. And a lot yeah. of times I just listen to these spiritual teachers and it's just like, you know, it's like the same stories and I appreciate the stories. It's not, I don't want to like, you know, make light of these profound stories that I think you can learn a lot from. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I want that mixed with the, tell me actually what living looks like. Yeah. It again, makes it more relatable. It's like, Oh, like just normal people can have these experiences. They're not reserved for like people that have meditated for 10 years straight and like never spoke a word in those 10 years. Like, yeah, I think, yes. We've t- we've been talking a lot about this. Yeah. It's kind of our frustration with, like, the aloofness of, of sort of the popular spirituality Yeah, we hear a lot of, so. Well, and I, what I've just noticed is that people are genuinely, like, yearning for vulnerability and realness. Mm-hmm. So every time I share something really real, whether it's in school or in one of my classes... I always get this like really heartfelt response. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I'm just teaching, it feels more like I'm a teacher. Like it's Mm -hmm. like people are quiet. I'm like giving like You're an authority. Yeah, I'm authority. But like I don't know, I'm I feeling pretty convinced that people learn through story. Yeah. Well, yes, and I'll, like, I don't know, I just remind, like, all my favorite professors in college and, you know, teachers, like, they just, again, like you were saying, they just treated me like peers. Like, yeah. They, like, they, they didn't just, uh, I don't know, lecture and then you took notes. Like, they seemed to engage in a conversation in which they were genuinely interested in what you had to say. It yeah. wasn't just, like, I have the knowledge, let me give it to yeah. you. It was, like, let's all talk and have the most interesting ideas come to the surface. So, mm. I mean, I, I think, again, it is a style. Like, some people really do like to just bow down to somebody. Or be told what is. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I find it much more uh, attractive is not the right word. But I, I just, I'm able to listen to somebody who's willing to listen to me. You know, mm. like, I, 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 that gives me the respect for them to to actually, like, open my heart up enough to, to listen. But I think there's just something again, like about somebody calling themselves a teacher that I'm already a little bit like, well, wait, like what makes you so important and smart? Like, so when you uh, listen to somebody, like you love some podcasts, okay. When you turn on that podcast, Mm. you don't have any, like, I like bigger ideas about who these people are as like somebody you can learn from or somebody you can Mm. like, what draws you to them then? Like, Oh, I, that's a great question. And I think I, I have, I don't know. I think probably, unfortunately, a lot of it is just sort of, um, uh, like cultural bubble, just a cultural bubble that I'm in, you know, that like 
people have certain political views or talk about certain things okay. that I'm interested in. I, I think it's probably just like, oh, this is like, for whatever reason, this makes me laugh mm-hmm. or I agree with this and it makes me feel good to hear another person who's had a similar life experience mm-hmm. as mine or... I, I'm guessing there's a lot of just sort of personal bias going on there. Okay. But uh, you're I'm, not like turning it on thinking you're going to like learn something from this person. There, again, I think I, it's so hard for me to say. Like, I feel very biased talking about this kind of thing. Because it's like well, when I, uh, like, there, there are news sources that I just trust more. And like, totally. I prefer to get, like, I know this is weird, but like, Larry Wilmore. I just think that I trust his political opinions and like I do I it's not that I'm going to learn more from him maybe but I just I respect him and yeah. I trust that what he's going to say is coming from a place of good intention and general uh totally I'm not really sure like that it's hard it's hard no, I get to it. separate the different topics well, of politics and spirituality a lot of it's just comedy some of it's yeah you know, I mean yeah. it, it makes me think about the perspective that like so there's I feel like there's also these two perspectives out there floating around which one is like you know you have to find one teacher and one person mm-hmm. and you you know follow what they say and you whatever and then mm-hmm. there's this other perspective that's like every single person you come in contact with is your teacher and you are yes. theirs right you know like more like life is your teacher versus like one person being your teacher you know it's yes like, and i think that's more the the approach i take yeah again what i was saying I appreciate before about like approach. negative negative teachers too like what you want to avoid and I'm still thinking about this other question you said, like, like for example, something that comes out of Larry Wilmore's mouth that I don't immediately jive with or agree with, like, I will stop longer and think harder about that before I just disagree with it. But there's also, there's certain people that I'll turn on knowing that, like, I don't always agree with this person. So you're more you know? easily able to disagree. Well, I just think that, again, it's just, like, showing more of my, my sort of inherent preferences and biases where it's like I listen to these commentators or speakers or comedians or whatever and I've listened to them long enough to know that like okay like I mostly agree when like enjoy this person's content but Mm -hmm. there's also some stuff I don't and like so like I don't know like Bill Maher for example just you know two political people Bill Maher and Larry Wilmore compare them like I know I'm going to disagree with Bill Moore, Bill Maher a lot more. And totally. so I already have these sort of preconceived notions about like, like, okay, I might learn something from this guy, but I can also discard him more easily. Where again, like if Larry says something that I haven't considered before, like I'll really chew on it and think yeah. about it. And it'll probably mean a little bit more to me. I mean, I literally feel like that's how I've chosen my teachers. <laughs> but then, but see, I, I, there, I think it's just, it's so, I feel like that's just the cultural bubble reinforcing itself in some ways. It's just like, okay, well, I already agree with this guy, so I'm just totally. going to listen to more of the stuff that I already agree no, with. No, totally. And I, it's, it's like, I don't... I'm okay, I'm okay enough with that. Like, I I recognize that there, you can't get all the information. And to a certain yeah. degree, you kind of just need to focus on the stuff that you like. I'm not going to, like, read books that I, that I hate reading, you know? Like, yeah. So I think it's okay to a degree to just, like, listen and consume the material you enjoy and that appeals to you but i don't know i know i don't it's, know either. it's That's also hard to tell if you're just kind of pigeonholing yourself even more and 
anyways. I don't know. I just feel like if he felt that way, that would just be a judgment towards self. Like, I don't know if it's mm. necessarily like, I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if you can like quantitate that. Qualitate. Yeah. Quality? Quantity? Maybe quantize? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not sure in this case. <laughs> but I think quantize feels good. Alright. Quantize. I feel like I feel like kind of a rapper when I say that word. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, we should probably. We should probably wrap I do. it up. I wish you had. <laughs> okay. If you love this podcast, go over to iTunes and rate and